You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. Welcome back. Huddle Up, a football podcast. I'm Tony, joined by Daniel. Welcome back, Daniel. Hello. You know, I think our, my favorite weeks are the weeks where we literally just throw a bunch of names on a piece of paper and we take turns talking about things we want to talk about. I really think those are my favorite weeks. And I don't know. I don't know why. Maybe there's just less pressure. I don't know. But they are my favorite weeks. We're going to do it again. It's a pick a player or pick a headline or pick whatever. Um, but I wanted us to start with, with Amari Cooper. Daniel and I have a list, obviously. We just said that. And uh, Amari Cooper just fit the top of the list well. Last week, the Dallas Cowboys lost to the Raiders by just three points. And they're still the highest scoring team in the NFC, or I guess they were going into that game. I guess I didn't look afterwards. I believe they're the highest scoring in the NFC. But by th- to lose to the Raiders by three points in a, in a high-scoring game, you, you miss Amari Cooper is my point. Maybe, I guess, is Amari Cooper worth three points? Now we're going to get into a different discussion I didn't plan on getting into. But I feel like having Amari Cooper back would have potentially had made that offense even more explosive, and now he's activated from the COVID reserve list. He missed two weeks because of a Sunday and a Thursday game being so close to each other and him being unvaccinated. Now, here he is uh, activated from the list, but Daniel tells me that he still has COVID symptoms. What do you know about this, Daniel? Yeah, so it kind of goes into the, well, what are the protocols first? I mean, it's supposed to be, regardless of if you're vaccinated or not, if you have symptoms, you, you know, you can't really return. And at least that's how it was supposed to be. If you're a symptomless and then have, you know, some negative tests, regardless of vaccination status, then you can come back. But Amari Cooper has, I guess, I've, I've heard from pretty much everybody, like all the all the sources that he has struggled with, uh, with the sickness. He, he did get it and he is still having symptoms. So today we kind of had a whirlwind of Amari Cooper is probably going to miss a third straight week with COVID. And then we got word that he's traveling with the team tonight because the game is tomorrow, which is on Thursday, which is when everyone will hear this. But then, so, so then it became, he is healthy and he's going to play, but now He's officially questionable in a game time decision because he because he still has symptoms. So I don't know what the heck is going on there in Dallas with with the protocols, um, unless something has changed and I don't know about it. I mean, Mike McCarthy, he tested positive early uh, this week, so he's out. Also, I heard that uh, multiple Cowboys, part of the staff member and possibly some players, I think I heard eight or nine positive tests have come out. Uh, this week, so we may hear some more names that don't get to play tomorrow. But gosh, uh, you you wonder if they if Amari Cooper was allowed back in the building, you know, several days ago. If he's you know the one spreading COVID, <laughs> you know <laughs> that's uh, that's. I guess I don't really know. I'm confused more than anything. Yeah, the uh, we joked about the COVID Cowboys before the show, but. <laughs> Jesus, if that's the situation, if an unvaccinated player 
still has symptoms and they let him back in the building and he infected other people, I'm telling you what, that's the one of the biggest fines I've seen in a long, long time coming towards Dallas. I hope that's not the case. I really hope that it yeah. was just coincidence. But, Five hours ago, Fantasy Pros, Cooper still has symptoms of the virus, but yet he already traveled with the team. Yeah. Tell me how that makes sense. Yeah, man. I mean, that doesn't make any sense at all. That makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> you know what, though? Uh, let's, let's take a break here. Um, I know a lot of people who had COVID who lost taste and smell, which is a symptom, or had headaches. Well, sure. For yeah, a very yeah, long time. So let's play devil's advocate here. And uh, we don't know what the symptoms are. We don't know um, if he's contagious. You know, we don't yeah. know. Yeah, we don't know. If we he's... heard that he, he was struggling with some like extreme cold symptoms. Like he, he was kind of down and out under the weather is, is what I originally had heard when he first got COVID. But I guess we don't know for sure. We don't know. We don't know anything, Daniel. We are absolute yeah. idiots. We know nothing about anything. Even, yeah, even the sources. They, they probably don't even know. Who knows? I don't know. Do you know? Nope. Don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows why DK Metcalf only had one reception in the last game either. You want to talk uh, about that, Daniel? Gosh, what a puzzling. Like, to have a guy of DK stature on your team... And then you get your starting quarterback back. So it wasn't even like a, an excuse. Um, wait, 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 wait. I want, I want to frame this differently. Tyler okay. Lockett had a good game. I'm not, I'm, I'm not trying to go down the Tyler Lockett road. We've done that before. Yeah, please don't. He'll be top 12 <laughs> fantasy wide receiver. That's fine for five shots anyway. Um, oh, oh, you still think so? I, I don't think so, but I am a man who sticks to my okay. guns. I'm not <laughs> backing like, down. I'm not going to back is. down. I'm not going to jinx it either. So we'll just, we'll, we'll not say anything else. But he did have a good game, right? He was heavily involved. What I'm saying is I don't want to talk about Tyler Lockett. I also don't want to only talk about DK. Like he only got one target. I get it. That's crazy. We can also like, we can both agree about that. And I want you to tell me what you think about it. But the whole thing, the whole package, we're talking about Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll, one of the two of them, or potentially both not being there next year. I want to look at the whole picture here because it, it was a decent showing. They lost. Am I wrong? Am I like, this is not a, the sky is falling moment. It's just not working right now. It's not clicking. They, their starting running back isn't in the mix anymore. Their defense wasn't great. That's not been great for a while. What? There's no sky is falling moment. Is that wrong, Daniel? Or is the uh, sky no, falling no. in Seattle? I don't know. The sky, the sky is falling in Seattle. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, I'll say that right now. Their defense is terrible. And that's kind of what they prided themselves on. Defense and running game. That's what the Seattle Seahawks have been for years. They don't, they don't have, have either right one. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, they don't have either one. And then when they had to lean on Russell Wilson to, you know, let Russ cook, uh, when they did not have a very strong running game, some of those games they chose to just pass, they can't do that either. There's not one thing the Seahawks are doing right right now. And it showed because they lost to a, I'm not going to call them a bad Washington team, but just mediocre. And they're not that good. They made the Washington defense look good. And that Washington defense has gotten carved up by literally every team they've played. But yeah, DK, I'll, we'll get into both kind of everyone's stats here, but DK Metcalf the last three games, because Russell Wilson came back three games ago, right? Week 10, 
it was a little early right after the bye. I think that's when he came back. Sounds right. Three catches, four catches, and one catch. And he hasn't gone over 31 yards in a game in the last three weeks. He did better with the backup. He did way better with the backup. He was catching touchdowns and had a lot more, you know, action in the game, a lot more catches. But, yeah, speaking of Russell Wilson and the Pete Carroll comment, what what's your prediction there? Because I think they're both gone, to be honest. I don't think either of them are going anywhere. I don't. What? I don't think either of them are going anywhere. Oh, man. I think it's almost inevitable now that Russell Wilson is leaving. I, I, I'm shocked that I will say they, that, that Pete Carroll's I, – I watched the, the last press conference after the game, and he made himself vulnerable in that it was one of the first times I felt like I was looking at a Pete Carroll who felt lost, like he didn't have the answers. I feel like Pete sure. Carroll Pete Carroll's one of those coaches that can look you in the face and tell you an absolute complete lie – and you believe it every time. We always believe what Pete Carroll says. I don't know why we believe that. Today, or today I watched the video of the press conference after the game where he said he didn't know what was going on so many times that in my head, I started wondering, is Pete Carroll finished? Is he the oldest coach in the league? Yes. Wow. I did not mean to make this into a Pete Carroll needs to be fired conversation. No, I mean, it's but, just, but he, he, is the, he already said he would be nothing without Russ. Yeah. He said that, which is which is cool for a coach to say because it's I mean it's true. But if Russell Wilson leaves, which God, we all thought it would happen last year. Remember how close it was? The whole off season, like Russell Wilson doesn't want to play for them anymore. It kind of got overshadowed because Rush shut it all down when he said, I've always wanted to play for you know Seattle and I can't get can't wait to get back to work. But God, if the season ends like it's playing right now. Russell's not sticking around. This team is just not very good. And there's so many teams out there that are so good that just need a quarterback that he could go to and be in Super Bowl contention again, which is what he wants. He's already like a future Hall of Famer, but he needs, you know, he needs some more uh, some more Super Bowl love for that. Well, he already said he loves loves winning, so this is miserable for him right now. It is miserable. Um, it really is. It makes me wonder. I always doubted Chris Carson, but you're right. The running game was a big part of, of Seattle's plan, you know, as long as back as I can remember. And defense, too. The defense has been bad for years. So I don't know what happened, but it fell apart and it has not gotten better. Um, yeah. I wonder, though. I feel, like, uh, I feel like Seattle will find a way to keep Russell Wilson. I guess if I had to say one of the two of them wouldn't be there, I guess one of the two, it would be, Pete Carroll will no longer be there, but I really do feel like they're both going to be around for another year at least. Well, we'll see. You're more optimistic than I. I think Russell's as good as gone. We'll see. Good talk. Let's look. Um, well, we got more stuff here. I, let's. I can't. We can't go over all of it. So let's pick one that's, more. That's fine. Let's yeah. pick one more thing. We'll do that, and then we'll get into your best bets of the week. All right. Um. Let's talk about one. Let's talk about one that's hurt us both here. Christian oh, McCaffrey. Boy. Christian McCaffrey. You know, has the workload caught up to him? Well, I don't know. That's an impossible question to answer. Christian, Mc, I mean, uh, Derrick Henry has his workload caught up with him. 
I don't know. It's debatable. I it's mean, debatable. you know, you, you, you break know. a break a bone in your toe. I mean, that's due to stress. It's on, it's uh, it's debatable. I, mean, I don't. I'm not. The problem is I don't know enough about the human body to know what kind of buildup happens in, a, just seems in like a professional it's something, athlete. Yeah, I mean, some guys are just more injury prone than others, and some Christian are. McCaffrey wasn't. But now he is, and it's it's just kind of like a. There's always something going on with him as far as the injuries. It's and been two or three years now. Yeah, it's been yeah, going on he, for a while. Yeah, he had, he just got put on season-ending IR for the second year in a row, and last year was super early. But I mean, he's missed almost the entire season anyway. He's played in what four games, five games. Uh, it was more than that this year. I think it was eight games this year. Let me look. He played in eight games. I'm going to look. I'm going to look. Yeah, because the one that he left super early in the first quarter on, I guess we can't count that. Let's see here. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven games. And was one the one that he got hurt in? Like the one super early? Yeah, one has seven rushing attempts. Yeah. Okay. That was week so, three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Technically, six full games, but yeah, I, it just seems like it's always something, you know. So he's getting the injury-prone bus label pretty quick, you know. And looking at like. this, um, it's actually pretty concerning. Looking at the stat lines, am I looking at Christian McCaffrey? Yes, Christian Jackson McCaffrey. He's five eleven, two hundred five pounds. Rushing attempts: twenty one, twenty four, seven. So that's our injury game. And then after the injury, 14, 13, 10, 10. I don't think he yeah, was ever... Yeah, they were easing he, him back in. I don't think he was ever like, healthy. I, don't, I think they rushed him in. You might, I don't think you're right that he's injury prone. I think they rushed him in. Looking at this stat line here, imagine if he but, had sit week 9 and 10. I mean, those, but he hurt his hamstring, and then he came in, and now he's on IR from a totally different injury. Fair enough. That's not injury proneness. Injury proneness is the same injury reoccurring. You can't be injury prone in your arm and your leg and your elbow. It's just not the way it works. It's not real. I, I, I think that's exactly how it works. Some guys' bodies are just more brittle, and that you're kind of always hurt in different areas, and it's always something. It's kind of what I feel injury prone is. Well, it could be like what's a what's it going to be type thing, you know? I don't know, brother. I'm not a doctor. I have no idea how these bodies work, but I know that the Panthers are fucked. I know that for sure. Yeah. Panthers are a great Russell Wilson destination. Yeah, they're a good Russell Wilson destination. Are we going back to that? No, I just I was thinking about it. It's like, yeah, they're going to be wanting to replace Darnold this offseason, that's for sure. Oh, yeah. I guess, you know what, you're kind of right. And Cam is irrelevant. You know, Cam has looked really bad. I wanted to defend him, but there's no defense anymore. It's over. It's over, Cam. Yeah. Yeah, stop, please. If nothing else, like I understand, <laughs> I understand that you have a job that you have to do because you were paid to do it, but stop running around the field with your arms out like you're Superman because, Cam, I'm telling you, brother, it's not the same. It's not the same. <laughs> no. Oh, no. He's so bad. Anything else? Anything else before the bets of the week? Uh, I think we have to mention the Tom Brady comment. Oh, God. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, because, well, because we were both at that game, Tony. 
and I know you had some uh, some some takeaways uh, from that game, but uh, well, okay, I'll I'll share this. It's real. It kind of has to do with uh, this comment. So, um, went to the game this past week. Um, was with some people that we work with. You weren't in the same area as us because you have season tickets. You were you were in a, you were in your own spot there, but um, with my wife. it was funny. Yeah. <laughs> It uh, it was thirty one to thirty one. The Colts just scored. I looked at the clock. I think there was two minutes thirty nine seconds from what I remember. And I looked at everyone around me and said, "We've all seen this before, haven't we? It's over." And you know, there were some extreme Colts fans mixed in there, and they're like, "Don't say that. This is our time. You know, don't jinx it." And I said, "Well, you know what? You're right. Anything can happen." And so I sat, you know, I sat there and waited, and you know. Tom Brady, I think, completed his next two passes on the drive, got a first down, and then I said, all right, peace, I'm out, because I know it's going to happen. So I tried to beat traffic, and, like, two plays later, <laughs> they scored a touchdown and win the game. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Why are you laughing? Now I got, Stop. Stop laughing. No, because I got locked in to the city and couldn't get out, and it took me, like, over an hour. Um, Tom Brady, after the game, to a reporter, says, turns out that horseshoe on their helmets isn't as lucky as it seems. I didn't know that horseshoe was uh, supposed to be luck. It's not luck. I don't think anybody's Do, ever claimed that it's a lucky horseshoe. Like, I've are never, you sure? I've never heard that in my life. Like, I've heard of a lucky horseshoe. I'm not trying, trying to be stupid. But, like, you know. So, it... Like, even the players and everything, they wouldn't consider the horseshoe lucky or anything? I mean, I didn't in, know the, if that in the, the same sense that the Browns would consider their brown helmet lucky. Like, I mean, no. <laughs> no, it's not, like, a lucky thing. It's the symbol of the organization. Okay. Like, yeah, no. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to ask you, so you're Tom a Brady, Colts fan. Never heard of it before. Tom Brady has beat the Colts 15 of 19 times. So like, Yikes. I don't have any, I don't see any reason for him to make that comment. It honestly is a little bit triggering as a Colts fan, to be honest with you, because nobody says that the horseshoe is lucky. It's just the, the brand. It's just the brand. Well, it had to we come are the shoe. somewhere. I don't know. The, the, the other, Otherwise the old logos were horses. Yeah. No, lucky horseshoe. Yeah. That's why he said it because of the, there's a saying out there in the world, not related to the Colts at all. About horseshoes being lucky. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. just, I, I know that in general. I Tom, just didn't know if it had something to do with the Col Colts believing their horseshoe is lucky. Tom Brady won't eat ketchup, and that's why I don't trust him. He won't do it. Not on nothing. Not even on a hot dog. <laughs> Who won't put ketchup on a hot dog? You think Tom Brady's eaten a hot dog recently? Maybe a plant-based hot he dog, honestly. He doesn't put a hot dog in his body. You know what? Yeah. I would be I, I would be shocked to find out that he has not eaten a gourmet, healthy hot dog alternative. I'm sure he has. I hope he has. Would you be Would you be willing to bet that? Oh my God! We can never prove this bet. Are you serious? No, I'm transitioning. It was a failure. Best bets of the week. <laughs> I knew what you were doing. Welcome to be honest, I, I knew. I just, I just wanted to catch you up once. You just carried it yep. to an uncomfortable level. I got you. 
Oh, you got me. Welcome back. Best bets of the week. I don't have my record written down uh, from two weeks ago, um, but I think I, I think I went two and two. I went real. I came really close to going three and one. But um, this week I have two spreads and two over unders uh, to share with you. And I, I kind of, um, I looked through them early this morning, and the, the, the first ones that kind of just jumped out at me, uh, just, just my gut feelings here. Um, those are the ones I went with. So the first one is actually going to be the Thursday night matchup, Cowboys and Saints. So we got C.D. Lamb back. Um, Dallas lost last week. Zeke's getting a little bit more healthy, according to you know Jerry Jones and practice reports this week. He was a little hobbled last week, so we should have a healthier Zeke. Let's assume right now we have Amari Cooper, even though we don't know how he's going to play. Um, so I think the Cowboys have a bounce back game here. They need to keep winning if they, if they need to hold this division here. Um, the spread right now, they're going into new Orleans. The spread right now is the Cowboys being favored by four and a half. Um, this saints team is pretty lost right now. Um, they are benching Trevor Simeon this week for Taysom Hill at quarterback. So, and wait, 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 go ahead. (laughs) Uh, Alvin Kamara, he's hurt. We we may see him. Hopefully we do. Um, but if th- there is a big if on if we're going to see him or not too, so um, that that kind of puts an edge on the on the Cowboys as well. So I, I think the Cowboys cover here four and a half um, at the Saints. My next game here, it's an over under uh, divisional matchup. We mentioned the Colts, the Lucky Horseshoe Colts. Colts at Texans. It's not a horseshoe. Uh, it's not a lucky horseshoe. Yeah. It's just a horseshoe. <laughs> the over-under on this game is 45 and a half, and I, I don't think that's high enough. I, I kind of like this game. Um, the Texans and Colts always play each other pretty well, regardless of who the quarterback is. And um, the Texans, you know, Brandon Cooks got another touchdown last week. They have a little bit of firepower um, on offense, and Tyrod Taylor – you know, he can, he can flash. Um, and I think the Colts, like you said, are, are upset about last week. Heck, they just dropped 31 on the Bucks defense. So if they do that again against the much less strong Texans defense, this game should definitely hit the over. Um, but I like the over on this one, 45 and a half. Um, I think that was just a tad, tad too low there. Uh, my next game is uh, also a spread, and it's also the away team. It's Ravens at Pittsburgh. Um, Pittsburgh got absolutely obliterated last week uh, from the in-division Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, the Ravens, uh, Lamar's pissed from last week. I've, I've read so many headlines about how he went back and looked at game film. It was easily the worst game of his career, and they still won. So um, it was kind of one of those, you know, Pittsburgh is just on the wrong side of you know, any, any sort of luck or being close in games right now. The Ravens just find a way to make it happen. I think the Ravens win by, by more than four. Four is the spread. I'm taking the Ravens on that. Um, last one, Broncos at Chiefs. Uh, divisional matchup. Broncos were kind of experimenting with Drew Locke a little bit just because Bridgewater has not been looking very sharp. Chiefs are not the same Chiefs. They've kind of woken up recently, which is good. Uh, but they play the Broncos at home, um, which is not, you know, not a slack defense. 
the over under was a little higher on this one, 47 and a half. And I actually like the under, um, even though it's a divisional matchup. Um, I think, I think the chiefs maybe go back to old chiefs and struggle just a tiny little bit, uh, here at home against the Broncos, uh, to put up points. And then the Broncos may do the same on offense. They just haven't looked very good at all. I mean, Cortland Sutton is just not a part of this offense since Jerry Judy's been back and then Jerry Judy came and put a good stat line up. So it's all about the run game uh, for the Broncos and the chiefs know that, and they're going to shut them down and stack the box on Bridgewater and make them throw. So uh, under 47 and a half on that game. Well, there you have it. Anything else? Um, Anything else at all? Not that I can think of. I think we're good. Uh, do you want to talk about Antonio Brown real quick? Do you want to at all? Is there anything to talk about? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I don't know why the Bucks didn't put him on IR. They have a short turn on IR now. And yeah. when he originally got hurt, Bruce Arians said, we will be without AB for a while. That's what he said. But yet, that here we sense. are. Makes no sense. I, I just figured he was going to come back. I just assumed that meant he was coming back. Yeah. I mean, he's he's been questionable every week for seven weeks. I don't, I don't get it. And now, even now, which is the best part, it's even better. Now we finally get an update because he was week to week, every single week. Now we get an update that, oh, he's going to miss the next two games. <laughs> like right when we expect him back. So I, I don't know what's going on with AB. Is he, is he getting on the other side of the hill? Is he just going to be injured all the time too? I mean, because he's getting injury prone. You know, labeled injury. here recently. Too. I hate, I hate the injury prone thing so much. But older, he's getting older. There's no doubt about that. There is no doubt about that at all. Um, man, it, it is an absolute bummer though because Antonio Brown and Tom Brady together, it was. Really pretty cool to see. I wish we could have seen more of that. I cannot imagine yeah. what would have happened if they were together in Antonio Brown's earlier years. I, I mean, all I can think of is Randy Moss, but yep, but better. Yeah. I, I hate to say that. They'd be, they'd I hate to say records. That. Yeah, I mean, yep. it, it would be an absolute unstoppable duo knowing that Gronk is there too. It's a shame. Uh, I've gotten to the point where, you know, we joke about Tom Brady beating, beating the Colts at 19. 15 to four, 15 to four. We joke about that, but, and it hurts me by the way, but that I've gotten to the point where I can set that aside. And I'm telling you what, I want Antonio Brown back. I'm worried that he is injury prone. You know, he's 30. I don't know how old he is, but he's upper mid thirties. I mean, he's not young anymore. I worry that this is the yeah. end of Antonio Brown. We'll see. But you know what? Worst case scenario, they hold Antonio Brown out until the Super Bowl to know for sure that he's healthy a la opposite of putting Christian McCaffrey in before he's healthy and getting him hurt again because you feel like you have to. Tampa Bay doesn't have to do anything. And they can hold on to Antonio Brown and they can wait until he's healthy and they can inject him to the playoffs and they can win another Super Bowl. I think that's what's going to happen. Yeah. At this point, hold him until the playoffs. I mean, yeah. why would you bring a guy back in week 16? Maybe like half of week 17 just to get some reps in and you know get your conditioning back because you've missed – you know, so many, you missed a couple months, but that's it. Yeah. Fire him up in the playoffs. Just save him at this point. Hell yeah. There you have it. Yeah. Anything else? I agree. Uh, nope. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. 
Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three.